As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Together, we'll explore and enjoy content and conversations around mastering transitions. In our relations, our wellness, our careers, our families, and especially in our missions and visions. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. Welcome back to the podcast. I have an old friend, a friend in yoga, friend in the healing arts, a friend in the astrological space, which my listener, you know, is a very rare thing for me. But here we are. Jill Winterstein, the founder of Spirit Daughter, is here with us today. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Many, many years ago, I think we're going back, I don't know, 12 or 13 years, we met for the second time in Los Angeles. Is that true? I think so. Yes. Yes. And I was actually seeing you for body work and we had one of those sessions where both of us walked away with a great deal of uh, benefit, care, ideas, inspiration. So thank you again for that. You have gone on to create Spirit Daughter. This is your sort of work baby, as it were. This is a very popular astrology and wellness brand. What I think makes it so delicious is that you're very down to earth about it. You're not trying to be something you're not. You are giving from your studies and your extensive work in this space for over a decade, what you know on a regular basis about how the world is turning literally and figuratively. You've studied psychology, you've studied Chinese medicine. You're actually an academic researcher with a a master's degree in psychology. You're insane. I love seeing what you're creating for folks, the toolkits that you're generating for people so that they can have inspiration to move through their lives with a little more understanding. And so I'm really excited to talk to you about how you created all this today. Thanks. Thank you for that intro. I'm excited too. Talk to me about how it all started, because when you and I were seeing each other those many years ago, I think it was actually during Hurricane Sandy, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, something like that. It was somewhere around that time. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember that you were sort of like really earnestly seeking what to do. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I, I feel like I was searching all of my twenties for what to do. Um, yeah, I started studying astrology in my teens and then I went into psychology and research and academia and that life. And I realized early on that wasn't for me. And then I, I'm like, well, what is for me? <laughs> what, what, what should I do with my life? And that landed me in, in LA, in Santa Monica in particular. Um, and, and I had the opportunity to study with some fantastic people, including you, um, you know, yoga, this was like the Mecca of yoga back, back then. So I was studying with some, some of the great, 
great yoga teachers. Who were your teachers back then? Were you like Saul, Sean, Shiva? You no, know, I loved Eric Schiffman. Eric Schiffman was like my oh, right. my guy. <laughs> and were we in that training together when I took I took Eric's training with Vinnie Marino back in the day? No, I wasn't in that that one. I think I've heard of this one though. <laughs> I think I've heard this story. It was one for the records. He was in Eric was in rare form. Vinny had not yet started teaching. And he was so in Vinny was like freaking out that he was never gonna make it as a teacher. And I was like, no, you're gonna be perfect. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, 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 totally perfect. Um, but yeah, I actually started Harrison <laughs> was the first yoga I ever did on VHS when I was like 16 years old back in Pennsylvania. With whom? With um Ali McGraw. I knew you were going to say Ali McGraw, of course. <laughs> she lives near me now. I see her every now and again walking around here. And I always just sort of nod my head kind of right. respectfully, deferently. What a woman. Yeah. What a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, to get the chance to study, you know, years later with Eric in the flesh, not on VHS, was amazing. Um and then, you know, I was big into Ashtanga and I studied with Anna, Anna Forrest for years. Of course. And, um, you know, Jill Miller, you know, yoga tune up and. Um, She's that- the best. Jill Miller. I got to get her on this podcast, actually. I don't know. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's phenomenal. I mean, talk about a brain, you know, just the way her brain works. Big brain. Yeah. Check out the big brain on Jill. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, it's just a really great time to study. And then I did a lot of body work um, with Ellen Heed, who is just fantastic in the body work space and absolutely amazing and uh, understands the body from a just a perspective like Jill understands it. Jill actually did study with Ellen as well, um, but, you know, in a different way, but just this like thorough, complete understanding of the body. Like they have x-ray vision and can just see how everything's moving, <laughs> what it's doing and energetically and physically and, you know, all the things. Um, but yeah, so, it, you know, I really feel that Spirit Daughter was born out of this culmination of this decade of searching and studying and figuring out who I was and healing. Um, you know, I went through a, a very traumatic divorce around that time as well. I was married early, early on. And so I still this day, I tell people not to get married before their Saturn return. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and so I was on a healing journey as well. So I'm searching what to do for my life, you know, healing, healing myself and my wounds, um, e- even healing, you know, going far back, um, healing childhood wounds. You know, I was just on this, this journey and it extended, um, you know, I met you and you became part of it. Um, meeting you was definitely pivotal for me as well. Um, you know, I remember having some, some coaching sessions with you, um, you know, right, right before probably, you know, within months before I had the concept for a spirit daughter and they were just so transformative. I, I remember talking to you at like 5 a.m. one morning and I think it was eight where you were. Oh my God. I'm just now remembering. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I had put out of my mind entirely those few phone sessions, but they, they similar to what, when I received the body work, even though I was also talking to you about your stuff, I also learned a lot through 
uh, what we discussed. I'm just remembering now that it inspired me a lot to do to better, do more. Yeah. Yeah. And it inspired me also um, to do better and to do more and, and just get clear on what, what I wanted and, um, and, you know, how to really put it out into the world, what it was that I wanted and how to really frame um, what I wanted to call into my, my life and, and when. And so I became just become very clear about my future and who I wanted in it and what I wanted it to be and really designing my life. And, you know, from, from that process, you know, I was able to get really clear and spirit daughter was, was born, was born. Um, and I don't know if she would have been born without your input. And I don't know if I've ever told you that, but without those, those sessions that were just so, um, they were crucial. When I look back on my evolution and my journeys and they were, they were crucial for me. They were, they were absolutely needed and necessary for my journey. So thank you. Oh my God. That's like the most lovely, um, feeling in my body right now. Thank you for sharing that. There's, uh, for our listener, case you don't know this and you want to distract yourself for a hot second, go to Instagram and type in spirit daughter into the search field in case you haven't seen it, which I'm sure you have. Jill has almost 2 million followers on that page. And, you know, I know that followers don't really mean anything. I know, I know, I know. But the message is uh, salient and universal enough that it has reached naturally all those folks. And I really appreciate what you ended up creating. I think you had to get out of your sort of small mind and move into, okay, what's the biggest thought I could possibly have? And I think that might be relevant for one of our, you know, fair listeners as we go through this. It's just incredible what you've created. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it just, you know, it was, I feel like Spirit Daughter is just this culmination of everything I've done in my life. Uh, starting from a toddler. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> That's how it is. When you get to a certain age, it really is like that. Like, oh, I remember being four and loving this. And here we are. I'm 50. Right, right. So it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And I'm, I'm so grateful every day for, for the journey and the growth. You know, and it has been a journey within Spirit Daughter, um, and it's definitely uh, changed me as a person. And I've had to really dig deep and and um, keep evolving and keep growing myself and keep doing my practices. And um, because I feel like it's easy, and I think other you know people who have businesses can relate um, when you're giving so much to the world and giving these practices to the world and these rituals and um, all of this work, it's very easy. It was very easy for me to forget to do the work myself and just get caught up in giving, giving, giving. And I think you and I actually had talked about that a little bit later on. And, um, and, and so, you know, this last year in particular, I've been working with, um, you know, an executive coach and I've sort of gotten back into like, okay, 
I need to evolve in order to keep growing and keep offering things and, and keep helping people and keep staying true to my mission and, and who I am and what I want to do in this world. I, I need to evolve too. Cause I, I think for a point it was kind of like, wow, I did all this work. I'm not creating this thing. I'm putting it out into the world. I'm just going to focus on, on output. And so the last year has been really been like, okay, well, how do I, how do I be a better founder? Uh, what does that even mean? You know, uh, how, do I, how do I really grow a team? How do I, um, you know, what, what do people really want next from me? You know, what should we be? We have a huge platform. What should we be using it for? Um, you know, how, how can we keep putting good out in the world and uh, when the world really needs it? And what do, what do people really need at this point? And for me to like really answer those questions, and we're at the five-year mark with Spirit Daughter. So that's when I think a lot of businesses start to evolve and shift and change. Um, but, you know, in order for the business to evolve and shift and change, I have, I have to, too. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I like looking into the, into the, you know, the eye of the storm and thinking about what would be best, like what would benefit the most from me next, you know? And sometimes I get the strangest answers. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fascinating. You you've created a series of um astrologically inclined oriented videos of flows, yoga flows, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. 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 What I like about this is that your 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 people, your community can now actually take just as you said all of the studies that you've ever done and really take advantage of everything in one place. Can you talk a little bit about this particular offering? Yeah. So we, um, th those actually came to me almost two years ago. It was one of those things like, okay, what should I offer next? And, um, and you know, they, they came up during a, a new moon, uh, ceremony I was doing and, uh, it took me a year and a half to really get comfortable with putting them out into the world. We recorded them within like two months of them, of the idea popping up. And, you know, there's always been yoga in the workbooks. Um, so each of the workbooks does hold a yoga sequence, but there's something different about doing a yoga video, obviously, than reading it in a workbook. And so I, you know, I knew it was something that our current community would benefit from. And I've always loved the idea of astrological yoga, just because, you know, I do have such a strong background in yoga. Um, and, you know, and I practiced for years and I still practice this day. Uh, but, you know, each of the signs governs an area of the body. And so it's a natural fit for yoga. And, you know, um, when we go through the sequences, especially, you know, when we're looking at different vinyasa and hatha sequences, like, oh, they're all designed around certain areas of the body. And, you know, so it's, for me, it was like a natural pairing to, to fit yoga with astrology, just because, you know, we're dealing with, okay, the moon's in Leo, Leo rules the heart. Let's do heart opening series. You know, it's just, um, it felt like common sense to me, like, you know, okay, we want to align with the energy of Leo. Let's do, let's work, work up to camel pose. Um, and so, it, you know, it, it definitely felt like something I wanted to put out into the world. Um, you know, I recorded them. We had to reshoot a couple, I actually reshot three of them at seven weeks pregnant because <laughs> I was like now or never. <laughs> Now or never. Seven weeks or seven months? Seven weeks. Seven, I'm seven months now. So we've actually reshot oh the, the three. I was seven weeks. 
you know, it was like a year later. We, we originally shot them. It was October of 2020. We had like a window in the pandemic. And so we shot them and then we had to reshoot them and we, you know, ended up reshooting them like November, this past November, 2021. Um, but you know, it was such a journey to kind of get them together and, um, shooting them was easy, putting them down into the world, even though I knew I needed to, it was harder. Um, just because there's like a, definitely like an ego thing that came up, like, um, you know, do I really want to, be because it's me, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I've gotten very used to write writing and hiding sort of, I, you know, I do stories, um, but I've gotten very used to kind of hiding behind, behind the scenes. Yeah. I noticed that at the beginning, it was a lot of like, as valuable as all the information was, it was mostly drawings. And now you're more kind of in the, in the spotlight a little bit, which I really appreciate, you know, people get to see how actually very natural and normal and chill and personable, lovely you are. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a challenge for me. Um, it's a challenge for me to step in front of the spot, even though I am a Leo, um, <laughs> it's definitely a challenge for me to step into the spotlight and the yoga videos really challenged that. So that was part of my work. I had to really work, do, do work on myself just to put them out into the world. Um, because, you know, it's me on screen doing yoga and, you know, I've had one kid already and, you know, I was seven weeks pregnant in some of the videos and, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not 25 anymore fit and trim. Um, you know, so, but you know, it's a very, it, like most of the stuff I do, you know, it's a very real and authentic representation of, of who I am, you know, right now, you know, I, I, um, so, so, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not 25, I'm not 30 and, um, you know, just putting them out there was difficult for me, but I'm really happy they're out there. And, um, I think people are getting really great value out of them and, um, understanding them and, you know, they're complementary to the workbooks. They, uh, give people a visual, um, and it's just something, something different, and I think when they're done in a certain way, which I intended them to be like in correlation with the moon phase. Uh, so, you know, if the moon's in Aries, one would do the Aries yoga video. If the moon's in Taurus, somebody would do, you know, the, the, that day they do the Taurus yoga video. I think it really can help just align the energetic body with the, with the cosmos and what's going on there and just helping, um, you get into that vibration a little bit deeper. I, there are two things I want to address from what you just spoke about. The first is thank God we're not 25 anymore. Right. <laughs> and I'm so, I'm, I'm really committed to helping my fellow colleagues and women feel super proud of however their body looks at whatever their age, there is no going back. You wouldn't go back if you were paid to go back and experience all of that pain again. <laughs> so I think we need to just let go of that whole conversation and celebrate the fact that you were seven weeks pregnant and you rocked it. And guess what? Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> like no one actually cares. I promise you we're all just excited to have your practices. Um, the second part is... The Moon Workbooks. Now, I'm just wrapping my head around the fact that your practices are really about when the moon is in a specific 
astrological sign, not just what phase of the moon we're at. And this is a it's a it's a layer of complexity that I hadn't considered before I started to see what you were putting out there. Talk to us about the workbooks and how they dovetail with the yoga practices. Well, the wor- the workbooks are they're primarily practices for the the new moon and the full moon. And the new moon always corresponds with the current season, right? So the moon is always in a sign, just like the sun is always in a sign. So right now the sun is in Taurus and we will have a new moon in Taurus and we will have a full moon in Scorpio. So full and new moons always take place in a zodiac sign. And so the workbooks are really about that. So it's not just that we're doing a new moon practice this month that's like last month. It's that this month we're doing a new moon practice with the energy of Taurus. So we're going to look at the energy of Taurus. What is that? What does that mean to us? How does that affect us? Um, How can we harness that power of Taurus and the themes right? Because every zodiac sign has themes, the themes that fall under Taurus, uh, to write intentions, to manifest our visions, to create our visions, to deal with our blocks, to understand our subconscious patterns. And so each month we, we pretty much have a blueprint given to us by the sign of the moon. And the moon travels through different zodiac signs every two and a half days. So, you know, the new moon will start in Taurus and then two days later it'll move to Gemini and then it will move to Cancer and then it will move to Leo. And so within the course of a month, it moves through the entire 12 zodiac signs. And with it, it brings different energy each day. And, and so, you know, the workbooks, they focused, you know, on that period that, you know, we have the new moon in Taurus, for instance, um, this is when you would do your Taurus yoga flow because we're aligning with the energy of Taurus and you don't have to be a Taurus. You can be a Libra, you can be a Sagittarius. Uh, you still can harness and work with the energy of Taurus, no matter who you are, which is one of the things that I really wanted to do with the work of spirit daughter was make it be about the collective and how we're all experiencing. We will all experience a new moon, which happens to be a solar eclipse in Taurus. Um, And, you know, that affects everybody in the world and we'll all be affected by that energy and we can all harness that energy and understand it to help understand ourselves and and what we really want to get clear about our life. Um, And when you go through all 12 signs and you work with the workbooks um, for a year, you end up touching on sort of every aspect of your personality and um, everything that could come up. So, you know, working with Taurus with that example, we're working with, you know, self-worth, abundance, uh, how do you create inner peace to find your creativity? These are all things that whether you're a Taurus or not are in your world. And so when, you know, it's Taurus season, the sun's in Taurus and then we have the new moon, it's the time to work on, on those things in your life. You know what I love about this? There isn't another offering like this out there. And it's why I wanted to have you on. There isn't a way for a person who practices yoga to find a comprehensive, well-guided, well-thought-out, well-wrought series of practices that are aligned with the moon in this way. And I really appreciate the creativity and I know how much work went into this. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah. And you know, it's fun. I love doing it. It is work, but it's fun. So I always try and remember that. And it, it is, you know, the workbooks are meant to be, I started doing uh, new moon circles years ago and they had yoga they had meditation, they had yoga. Um, you know, we sat and we wrote intentions with the guidance of the astrology of the day of that, of that new moon. And the workbooks really were intended to capture that um, and, and put it out in a way that anybody could access it. So you didn't have to be in LA and have access to me, uh, in order to do this practice, you could be halfway around the world and you could get a workbook and you could do these practices and the yoga videos have that same intention. You know, you don't have to, I don't have classes, but you know, you don't have to go to Jill's astrological yoga class in LA. You can, you can do it anywhere in the world. I want to thank you. And I want to ask you these little questions that I ask sometimes my guests, I used to do it more when we first started recording, but I would love to know from you, what is your favorite view? And it can be like a physical place. It can be a thought that you have. It can be mine. When I answered it for myself was the back of my son's neck. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Diego Young Pueblo said inside of his mind in the middle of meditation. So there, you know, you can really go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I would say my favorite view is my son playing on the beach at the water's edge mm-hmm. of this specific lagoon in Hawaii. And we were just there last week <laughs> and, um, I had visited this lagoon, just a little bit of a backstory here, uh, for many years in my life before I had children. And I always thought it would be the perfect place for a toddler to play because, you know, the Pacific Ocean where I am is not the best place for a kid to play at the water's edge (laughs) because the waves are so rough, but this lagoon was perfect. And for some reason... Um, at, you know, which I could go into, but I won't. At the start of the pandemic, all I wanted to do was to see my son on this lagoon in Hawaii and sort of became this like, you know, thing, this aspiration or this vision or just something that could kind of hold me together in some of the harder times. And um, we went there last two weeks ago. And it was exactly how I always imagined it to be. And it was perfect. So it's become my favorite view. Wow. Beautiful. The, uh, there are a couple of other questions and maybe someday we can meet on the beach in Hawaii. The first is what does prayer mean to you? Prayer, I think, um, to me means intention. Prayer to me is putting out, um, an intention or a vision out into the world that you don't hope will happen, but know will happen. Like prayer feels a little, it feels more grounded than a wish or it's a wish carries that sort of hopeful. It might happen. I, I hope it does. Where prayer feels more grounded and, with more wisdom behind it. Like, I know this is going to happen. I'm going to put it out into the world. And, and so it will be. Yeah. Beautiful. And 
the third question is is sort of more general, but what in your estimation needs healing right now? This can be something personally for you, or this can be something sort of more global, universal. I think, you know, on a more global level, my theme for 2022, uh, as I'm writing, as I've been writing the workbooks has been healing. And I think on a global collective, we need some massive healing from the trauma that has been endured over the last two years of the pandemic. And so I think that there is a healing that needs to be occurred, occurred and a certain amount of trust that needs to come back um, to the world. Like we need to, to trust, trust life again in some ways. I am so thankful for our ongoing connection. As I implored our listener to follow you on Instagram at Spirit Daughter, I went to Spirit Daughter and realized I wasn't actually following you. So now I am. <laughs> Funny. I just check all the time, so I didn't even notice. The most recent few posts, uh, really, I love. I would love to know, first of all, do you have an artist or are you the artist? I have an artist. I have an artist. That's one thing I am not, I'm not talented in. I always say when I retire, I will learn how to draw and paint, but not, not yet. You know, this person's doing a great job. She does an amazing job. Becca writes, uh, she's been with me since day one. She did the cover of the very first workbook. Um, she's been with my company for five years now and I love her. And we just have this relationship where I have a thought and sometimes I don't even speak it and she draws it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's remarkable, the work we do together. There's a, there's a magic there. Yeah, I, I, I can, I know what that's like. I have something like that with my collaborator, so I get it. But I do want to say your post from April 26th, let things fucking end. <laughs> The moon landed in Pisces and that was your vibe. And it's a mood, like it's a whole mood. I'm feeling it loud and clear. I can't thank you enough for that affirmation. And I see that 38,000 other people are thanking you for that affirmation. Yeah, yeah. Tremendous, tremendous. I, I have a lot of admiration for the folks who can tap into something that is most personal to you. And verbalize it, articulate it, express it here, especially here, in such a way that it is personal for thousands of humans. I have a particular space in my heart for a particular respect for that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here. I want to tell our listener where to find you. Uh, the first I'll say is spiritdaughter.com, spelled out one word. If you look under collections, you're going to find the workbook. You're going to find Zodiac Yoga. Is there any other place aside from Instagram that people should look for your work, Jill? Instagram, the website, that's about it. We're not, we're not, you know, big TikTokers yet. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not sure about TikTok. I'm still not sure. Yeah, I just can't. My kid put me on it a couple of years ago. And he made me do a few dances and so forth. And, and I was just like, you know, I just am not sure that this is relevant for me, but I like it for other people. Right. So I'm going to leave it over there. Yeah. Could be generational. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you for all of your beautiful, beautiful work, Jill. I am so proud of watching this happen. And thank you for letting me in. Yep. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being in my life. Yes. Talk soon. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash E-L-E-N-A. Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.